Let's talk about good sex. You know, that kind of sex where you and your partner come at the same time. (laughs) Unfortunately, that rarely happens. And that's because there's an orgasm gap and women take a little bit longer to come than guys. But that is okay because Promescent has the solution. It is their delay spray. Okay. Their delay spray is not just for guys with PE. It is for any guy who wants to last longer in bed without having to worry about it. It's not going to totally numb you out and it's not going to transfer to your girl. And Promescent has a whole line of products for your girl. I use their warming gel. I love it. Your girl will love it. And they also sell lube. They sell condoms. They have supplements that will make you and your partner hornier. They are a one-stop shop for everything you need for a really hot night of SEX. (laughs) I love Promescent products and so will you. So go get yourself some. Go to delayspray.com. That's delayspray.com to get all your Promescent products. They have free shipping as well as a money back guarantee so you have nothing to lose. Plus, your package is going to arrive discreetly so no one will know what the F you bought. So go to delayspray.com now for all your Promescent products. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Conversations with online strangers. We place ads online. Craigslist is definitely the gift that keeps on giving. Real people respond. You go to Singapore or Thailand. You can't not do it. The temptation is just too much. Real problems. Does your friend know that you're banging her? No, he has no idea. And anything goes. Motto of the show, let your grief flag fly. Probably the only good advice I'll ever give you is to rehide your whips and chain. Here is your host, Kathy. Hey, Happy New Year's 2023. Welcome to the new year. Bye-bye, holidays. I don't know. I love the holidays. I think I'm like everybody else. We have like a love-hate relationship with the holidays. I love it. I love the time. I love the decorations. I love all of the stuff that goes down, but I'm always slightly happy when it's over because it's such a busy time. Now we're back to business. All my shows will be back on TV that I love. to watch at night because nothing was on for like a whole week. F them. You know what I did watch? A lot of documentaries on Netflix. Okay. There was a lot of good documentaries. One of them being my favorite was the Pepsi Where's My Jet documentary. Did anyone see that? I saw that like, you know, that title many times and just pass it over. I'm like, oh, who the fuck cares? But then I like watch a trailer and I'm like, oh, this looks kind of good. And then I actually watched it and like, first five minutes in, I was texting people like, oh my God, this is so good. It's like a fun ride and it's a great story and it's super interesting. And if you're around my age, which I'm in my fifties or earlier, like I just wasn't watching the news at the time that this shit was going down, right? I was out partying, having a good time, but this was like a big news story and thing that went down. I was oblivious to it because I was like in my twenties, whatever, but it was fat. So it was fascinating because I knew nothing about it. And I have to say, does anyone know the guy, the older guy on it, Todd? What was his name? Todd Hoffman. I was kind of like in love with him. He has everything that I would ever look for in a guy. So if anyone knows Todd Hoffman, send him my way. I'd like to date him. (laughs) He was like fucking great. I think even guys would dig him. He was just solid to the core. He had like every great 
quality that I would look for in a guy. So anyway, but the whole documentary is great. Go watch that. I'm though glad that all my reality TV shit was back on track and I could start watching them. And my show never went off track. I gave you all new episodes throughout the holidays. Here I am with another new episode. This is called the Strictly Anonymous podcast. I have to go through all my stuff that I do in the beginning. It is called the Strictly Anonymous because everybody is anonymous on my show. I change everyone's voices. If you want to be on my show, send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com or go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com and click on be in the show or go to Instagram or Twitter. DM me there. Follow me first, then DM me. I'm at Strict Anonymous. That's at Strict Anonymous or email me, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. If you want to talk to me on the DL and you don't want me to air it because you like have a problem that no one wants to talk to you about or you can't talk to anyone else about, (laughs) I have those conversations offline. I don't air them. You could call me from a phony number. You could pay me from a phony app. I do charge for those calls, but they're fun. I love analyzing someone's issues and helping them. So if you want to do that, I also offer that. Send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. You can also call my confessions hotline. You could call that 24-7. Don't text me there saying hi. Don't ask me a question. I don't answer people's questions in text or in emails or in DMs, okay? People are always asking me, like, how do I set up a threesome? Listen to my fucking show. I'm a talker. I'm not a writer. I never can write people back long-winded things. But you could use my hotline number to leave your confession. I change the voices there. I air them on my Patreon. The number is 347-420-3579. That's 347-420-3579. You could call there 24-7. I never pick up that phone. If you are listening on a podcast app or YouTube, follow, subscribe to my show. If you love my show, give me a five-star review. That stuff really helps. All you people that love my show, just press that. Give me a little love. That really helps me out, and it's a great way to support what I do. I'm still giving you three episodes a week. Probably by the end of this year, I'll be adding some more. I have a lot of interesting things coming up down the line this year. I don't know about you, but my resolution, New Year's resolution, is that what it's called? Yeah. (laughs) Is to blow my show up. Okay. I need to five times my listenership. I want to blow it the fuck up. So help me out. Okay. By pressing five stars, telling your friends about my show. Today is a good one. I have on Naomi and Naomi is one of those girls that's super descriptive about all like the naughty shit that she has been down with. She's a young girl who's been with her guy from the dawn of time. They're one of those couples that got together super young. They already have kids. She's still really young. And they are poly. They are bisexual. She actually calls herself mega sexual. She explains what that is. She's got a couple that she sees. She's like a thruple with a couple. Her guy's not involved in that because he's just involved in like couple action or group sex action where the guy is into guys because he's into guys. She's into girls. She used to have an OnlyFans. She doesn't anymore. You hear like a baby crying in the background a lot. (laughs) Happens more so in the beginning towards the end. You don't hear the baby crying, but you do hear her baby crying in the background. And when she had that baby and she was sitting home as a stay-at-home mom on her spare time when that baby was sleeping, she was doing OnlyFans. She doesn't have that OnlyFans now, but she talks about why she started it. She was doing all kinds of lesbian action on there. She talks about these Facebook orgy groups and Facebook poly groups she became involved in. And that's where she recruited people to have her girl on girl action that she had on her OnlyFans page. She talks about how she met that couple 
and all the kinky things that couple is in, okay? From corruption king to monster sex, you just wouldn't believe the stuff that goes down in their hookups. She gets very detailed about it. That couple has a very vivid imagination, okay? And she's down with it. She also, like I said, is Polly. So is her husband. He doesn't have anyone else, but she does. She has a boyfriend. She talks about him. She talks about how she loves being on FetLife and she gets a lot of external validation over there. She likes external validation. She loves people checking her out, thinking she's hot. She talks about splashing or sploshing, which is like wet and messy, playing with stuff. It's like a kink that she's been into. She talks about being into humiliation and giving it to guys, and it it turns her on, okay? Like piss play, she's getting guys to cross dress, all that kind of stuff. She is into it. She does live a double life. I mean, most of her vanilla friends don't know about this, but she has a lot of people within her life that do because of that Facebook group that where she met people. She talks about how she navigates the relationship with her boyfriend and her husband at the same time. They navigate it very well. She talks about how it works for them and how they have no rules and how everyone's effing happy and then some, okay? She has so much to say, so many hot stories. She, like I said, she's very kinky. She's very open. She's very descriptive. And I have pics of her. So if you want to put a body to the episode, okay, because everyone sends in anonymous pics, there's no faces. But if you want to put a picture to this episode, go join my Patreon. There's pics of mostly every female that's been on my show, as well as a lot of the guys now, too. It's patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. You could see Naomi over there. But anyway, I'm going to be right back on. And you're going to want to see her, okay, after you listen to her episode. I'm going to be right back on with Naomi. This is the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Uh... Hi, Naomi. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous podcast. How are you today? Good. Thanks for having me. Oh, my God, Naomi. Before I got on the call with you, I just looked over your little tiny short paragraph about what, you know, you were going to be talking about. And there was so much in there. (laughs) There is, you know, you're, you're a woman who is... For the past year, you've kind of been in a thruple with an older kinky couple. I don't even know if you want to call it a couple, but you, I mean a thruple, but you've been hooking up with an older couple, doing stuff with them. You're also poly and you currently have multiple partners. And then you mentioned, you know, orgy parties and fat life and OnlyFans, blah, blah, blah. So, I mean, (laughs) I don't know where we want to start because like, which came first? Like, is all of this in the past year or did a lot of this start a while ago and then just the couple is in the past year so this is in the past like two and a half years so since covid started since like right after my son was born i started an OnlyFans. i really (laughs) wanted to be a stay-at-home mom so like postpartum i was like fuck it i'm gonna just have sex on camera (laughs) wow Yeah, and that was fun. I ended up helping out a friend. I promoted a lot on Twitter, and I found a friend who was local and needed help with some money stuff, so I helped her fundraise for a hysterectomy. And through that, one of my followers found out where I live, and he was like, oh, I live in the same place, which is scary as fuck. And then he found me on Twitter, and I was like, I'm not Twitter, Tinder. And I was like, oh, okay, actually, you're kind of hot. (laughs) 
Um, but I did like, like OnlyFans and meeting him was kind of the catalyst for all of this. So my husband and I, whenever I started an OnlyFans, we had talked about Polly before in college and we were like, oh, well, that's something, you know, if you ever want to sleep with someone else, just let me know. And we didn't really until I started the OnlyFans and I was like, you know what, I want to start dating other people. And he was like, okay, chill. I'm going to do the same thing. And so I found this Polly Facebook page, this local Facebook page, and I actually found that guy on Twitter again. And um, he started messaging me and then he added me to this like orgy Facebook subgroup. Oh my God. <laughs> Who knew that this shit goes I down know. on Facebook? Like, Are you kidding? Insane. How do you know all of these people? And there were yeah. like 25 people in the group chat or something. Uh -huh. And we were all planning orgies together and I had never met these people. And so I was scared. I was so terrified of these orgies. I actually pussied out. But then after that, in the Facebook group, I was like, sorry, I couldn't come. I've just never met anybody here. And since then, I've met 10 people from the group. And I've, I've met them. It was fun. But one of them I ended up in a relationship with, and it was a couple, an older couple. So I'm 28, and they were 42 and 43. They are now 42 and 43. And we just, we got together for a threesome. It was like a first date threesome kind of thing. It was actually pretty <laughs> unsafe. I don't recommend it because I got in the car with them and I was like, yeah, take me wherever you want. <laughs> Kill me. <laughs> Two against yeah, one. Right? Two against one. I'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Luckily, it ended up being the best threesome that I've ever had. Yeah, it was just amazing. We it was pretty vanilla the first time that we were together. He did collar me, though, and so it was a little bit kind of kinky. But for the most part, that was kind of it. It was just him kind of pulling on a leash and, you know, fucking me while he was pushing me and stuff like that. Oh, my God. Look, um, at we have the, the screaming baby in the background, just in case you think she's <laughs> fucking lying, okay? <laughs> There's nothing we could Sorry do about, about that. that. <laughs> do you keep that in your OnlyFans videos? <laughs> no, no, he's gone. He's gone. Actually, I quit OnlyFans recently. I started a new job and I was like, you know what? I don't want to work full time in two jobs. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It is a lot of work for creating mm -hmm. content. Wait, so keep it going. Is. So you meet this couple. Now they're into like, you're like their little sub in that, that first scenario. Yes, absolutely. So she actually was a femdom and he was her first, she basically dommed him into being her dom, if that makes sense. That's she, hilarious. He was his first dom. Yeah. And so she would tell him like everything that she wanted him to do and he would do it. It was very funny because he was totally her sub, but he was doing all of the like dirty work. <laughs> But can I just yeah. ask you real quick, because we just jumped right into the fact that, like, you know, you have this baby, you're a stay-at-home mom, and all of a sudden you're like, oh, yeah, I want to go and, you know, start an OnlyFans and have sex online. And how, I mean, had you ever been with women or couples? I mean, was this a totally new thing for you, all of it? Yeah, this was totally new. We had talked about it. So I've been with my husband since we were 16. Okay. And so, yeah, he was the first person that I ever had sex with. And we had talked a couple times, like I had seen shows on TV, like reality TV about these ethically non-monogamous couples who just were like, I'm going to fuck as many people as I want. And, you know, you're okay with it. I'm okay with it. So this is fine. 
And we had talked a little bit about that before, but then whenever we got married and we were like, okay, this is like a lifetime thing, we had a baby. And so it wasn't until after I had the baby that we were like, yeah, fuck it, let's do it. Good news. Strictly Anonymous podcast is looking for people to call into the show. So if you lead an interesting, naughty secret life that you want to talk about while remaining anonymous or not anonymous, if you're out and proud, that's cool too. Send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. That's strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. Or go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com and click on be on the show. If you have a short confession that you want to get off your back, call my confessions hotline, 347-420-3579. That's 347-420-3579. You could call that number 24-7. I change all the voices on the confessions too, so you remain anonymous. The number, the website, and the email address will all be in the description. want to know how to get off like you've never gotten off before, <laughs> then you need to try omgs.com. omgs.com is a website dedicated to women's sexual health and pleasure, and it's all backed by science. The folks over at OMGS did the largest ever scientific study into women's sexual pleasure and everything they found out is in up-close and personal videos on omgs.com. You get information on everything from how to start and enhance you or your partner's sexual pleasure, as well as go way beyond it. Want to know how to have multiple orgasms? Well, there are a ton of tips on omgs.com. I've used omgs a lot, and I have to say I dig what they're doing. There's no shame surrounding anything that they talk about. And it's honestly way overdue. So what are you waiting for? Go sign up, go to omgs.com slash strictly anon for a special discount. That's omgs.com slash strictly anon for a special discount, or just go to the description, click on the link and sign up for omgs now. Yeah, that's so interesting, your story compared to other people's. I mean, I was just talking with someone yesterday about how like, oh, after I had a baby, like in nature, it makes you like not horny the first like two years because, you know, I think <laughs> nature is telling you, take care of your fucking baby. And here you were like hornier than ever <laughs> coming yeah. into your own. I love it. <laughs> yeah, those hormones had me had me down bad. <laughs> oh my God, that For is sure. hilarious. Yeah, it's so, it's so interesting. So, and you're young and you were like, when you, so when you saw the those episodes or that that show that you said that had all these ethically non-monogamous couples on it you were kind of like oh I want like that's something you aspire to or thought was interesting or the, something that maybe you were yeah. interested in uh-huh yeah I thought it was so cool I was like this is amazing mm -hmm. you know monogamy doesn't have to be the only way you can fuck as many people as you want and also like I'm poly so I also think you can love each other like love as many people as you want yeah. I mean time Time is the biggest factor there, <laughs> the biggest limiting factor. And so, yeah, we talked about that a lot. And I've had like full on relationships since then. I have a boyfriend who's pretty serious now. 
Oh my God, don't jump ahead because when we get to the poly stuff, it just always blows my mind because I can't even love one person. I mean, I could love my son, you know, and my family, but like, I don't know. <laughs> it always blows yeah. my mind how poly people could have just so much love to give and go. I want to just stay on track. I know I keep taking you other places because it's so fascinating to me. Like you start this OnlyFans and you're like, I want to have sex line. Were you having sex with your husband in these videos? Like, what were you doing on your OnlyFans page at first before you got into the Facebook and all that shit? So it was mostly my husband, but I made other mostly lesbian videos. I just don't trust men. So there were other men who were like offering to be in these videos. And I was like, no, I don't trust you. <laughs> To, to not lie to me about things. Um, so I had a lot of other lesbian videos. Okay, so how did you get into that? Had you ever been with women before? Or did you start calling up your friends and saying, hey, you know, can I go down on you and let's put it on my OnlyFans? I'll give you half the no, money. No, so... I mentioned that local, my friend who I helped raise money for on Twitter, she was one of the ones that I made videos with. And then there were a couple of people from the Polly page that I made videos with. But okay, yeah. so that friend, I'm just trying to see when you start to have all this action, because what I'm hearing is before you were just with your husband and now you're having lesbian videos, hooking up with couples. I mean, that friend that you did the GoFundMe page for, had you guys ever hooked up with before? I mean, how did you proposition her to have sex? Yeah. So we actually had a foursome with her boyfriend and my husband. Okay. See, this is why I'm sorry video. to everybody that tells me sorry. that I fu <laughs> fuck off. Everybody that tells me stop interrupting Kathy. If I don't interrupt and actually really go like I do, look what we would have missed a fucking foursome. Okay. <laughs> fuck off everybody. Okay. Look what I just uncovered here with my digging. I mean, it's look at, see this. Is, so you had had a foursome before any of this. Yeah, so we had a foursome together. So I'm bisexual, and my husband is bisexual too. And okay, neither of see, us have okay, had see, yeah, together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is why I need to be in charge of these phone calls, and I do need to interrupt, okay? Because I get the good stories, but this way, okay? So you guys are already bisexual. Your guy has hooked up with guys. You're hooked up with women. Tell me that story too, because this is like what's going on before this jump. I'm trying to stay chronological. We're going to get all of it in, though. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, of course. Feel free to interrupt me as much as you want. I'm a little bit nervous. So I'm just all over the place. Don't worry about it. Um, so talk, bisexual, you're both bisexual foursome. Yeah. So we're both bisexual and we had never done anything before. This is really, really early stages. So we got together. I met this friend and she is just like insatiably horny all the time. We talked a lot about our OnlyFans. We were both just, I like to say it's mega sexual. Have you ever heard of demisexual before? Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. I'm like the opposite of demisexual where in order to have an emotional connection with somebody, I have to have sex with somebody and we're both that way. So we just both were incredibly sexual with each other like from the bat. We had both seen each other's nudes. We both seen each other's videos and we were both like okay you're hot we need to get together and okay so this friend so, wasn't just like a regular friend from your vanilla life she was someone that you yes. met through these facebook groups and all this stuff when you were already involved in your only fans yes okay okay so this yes. is when you start to really start all this stuff and had you and your husband talked about being bisexual with each other before all of this stuff? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I I have known that I'm bisexual since I was really young. Yeah. Like really young. Like my parents, they they found out whenever I was like 12. Mm -hmm. 
And then my husband, that's a more recent development where whenever I started my OnlyFans, he was like, you know what? I think that I like men in porn more than normal. <laughs> like, I think that it's more than straight men enjoy other men in porn. So we talked about it a lot. He was like, I really want to try having sex with another man. And this friend, her her boyfriend at the time, now her husband, wanted the same thing. And so we we're like, let's let's all get together. Let's just have a night together where we we drink a little bit and we see where things go. And then, yeah, it was pretty magical. We all got together. We just, it was pretty natural. We just started making out and it was her and I at first. And then they got together and then we did a full swap. It was pretty magical, honestly. Well, was a full swap <laughs> you with the husband or your husband and yeah. that husband? Like, was it like you and her and your husband's first time with a guy? Or was it swapping like, you know, hu husband to wife? So it was both. It started out with them giving each other a blowjob and then we started fucking and it was me and her husband and her and my husband, mm -hmm. her now husband. Yeah. And so we did a full swap and everything and that sort of, you know, started my slut era, if you will. <laughs> I could imagine. Now, how was yeah. it for you seeing your guy with someone else? Were you totally okay with it? Was it like the hottest oh thing? I loved it. I don't consider myself a cut queen, mm -hmm. but I love seeing him yeah. have so much pleasure. Right. And so seeing him just doing something that he wanted to do for so long and never got the chance to do. Oh, my God. It was so hot. Right. And he so felt hot. the same about you with men. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He doesn't like to watch me now with men unless we're in a group situation. But yeah, he loves to hear about it. He loves whenever I'm, you know, having that connection with somebody else. He really appreciates. There's like a word in Polly called compersion. That's yes. like the opposite of jealousy. Yeah. And we both feel a lot of that. Well, isn't that a little cocky of both of you? Yeah, I guess so. Maybe you were both cucks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, because listen, I think that a lot of times people will be like, but I'm not a cuck because they think it, there has to be that humiliation aspect mm -hmm. involved. And a lot of people that I talk who, to who I think personally are cucks, there isn't that aspect to it, but they do enjoy seeing their person with somebody else. They are taking that kind of jealousy thing and turning into a big fat turn on. I don't know. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I think you might be a little bit of a cuck queen and your husband, your, your guy. <laughs> cuck. Um, so do you still see that couple to this day? Yeah, we still all hang out together. Occasionally we sleep together. It's been a while, you know, it's been about six months since we've actually fucked, but yeah, we still all talk. It's it's a really good, friendly relationship. I was actually talking to her about what I should talk about on this podcast. So. Oh my God, she'll have to come on next. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we can both come on together for sure. Yeah, yeah, girl talk. But wait, so, so you were doing all those lesbian videos and you were finding women through these Facebook groups and stuff and, and sometimes you'd have sex with your husband and then you meet the couple? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I met the couple on my own. It was just kind of one of those things. My husband doesn't like to have group sex with straight men. He mm -hmm. likes to have them with bi men. And this guy was straight. So I was like, all right, well, I'll meet you. And he was like, oh, well, I have a girlfriend who's also in this group. Do you want to meet her? Here are some pics. And I was like, well, fuck, she's hot. She was so into pinup and everything. And so I was like, yeah, I definitely want to meet her. And we all got together at the steakhouse, had a really great steak dinner. And then they were like, you want to go back to our place? And so we did. And it was just, it was so much fun. 
this older couple and they were in their forties, you're in your mm-hmm. late twenties. And is that the mm-hmm. first time that you were with a couple that you didn't know? Cause you said you mm-hmm. were just, okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was the first couple that I'd never met before. It was just like a first date kind of threesome. Right. Now I know that you call them the kinky older couple. And I know you said the first experience was kind of vanilla, it just the collar action. So, you know, what came after that first experience? Cause Yeah. So after that, we just kind of, not even slowly, we just gradually got into like really, really kinky shit. We started with just kind of normal, quote unquote, BDSM, where she would be my dom and would tell me what to do. And he was her dom. It was so hot because she was like, she called him daddy. And she was like, are you daddy's little whore instead of being, you know, her. Yeah. And so he would top her and she would top me. It was amazing. There was At the this same one time, time, like a little train. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And then eventually we got to this point, they came over and I hosted for the first time and she brought a whole bunch of toys, including this electric wand, which is now my favorite thing to do. Um, and she just started with the wand, just, you know, starting these little scratching feelings it doesn't hurt but it feels just like you're holding a battery between your hands I know a lot of people did that whenever they were kids and that's how I like to explain it it's just like a very faint feeling oh I know what you're talking about oh that's mm -hmm. what the magic wand is doing it's not like a vibrator Mm -hmm. yeah no it's it's an energy conductor kind of a thing exactly okay and she had this attachment that would make her a part of the current so she would like hold her finger right above my skin she would shock me And she eventually, she started with that just with her fingers. And then she eventually ate me out with it. And it was amazing. Like it was kind of painful. And then she would put her tongue totally on my pussy. Oh my God, it was magical. And that is now- I've never even heard of that. I don't even know if I've ever seen that in porn. Like, you know- yeah, I've never seen it in porn and I've I've seen the attachments and stuff being sold, mm-hmm. but I've never seen it in porn. I've never heard anybody talk about it. It's yeah, just it's interesting. It's the hottest thing though. It's so great. It's like the the pleasure and pain just perfectly together. Right. And now, did you know before this was going down that you were into BDSM or was this your first experiences with it? So I had, with my OnlyFans, I did a little bit of fetish work with that. There was a little bit of like femdom stuff that I would do where I would humiliate men and I would, you know, ask for dick pics of their flaccid dick just uh-huh. to like humiliate them more. Yeah. And so that was, that was really, really fun, but I had never actually experienced being a sub before this couple. And it was just, I didn't really know ahead of time how much I would love it until it started, until that collar was put on me. And then I was like, okay, this this is what I'm to do. <laughs> oh my God. And you still see them to this day. I mean, they're like a couple you're with. Are you poly with them or is it just a sexual experience with them? So it was for a while more of an emotional relationship and now it's just completely sexual. So what changed? Because typically I would think that it happens the opposite of that. Like, oh, it's just sexual and then it turned into. I mean, it, so it started out more emotional and then that just lost its um for something and then now it's just sexual? Like that played itself out? Yeah. So there were just a few things that happened where I wasn't really attracted. I realized that I wasn't attracted romantically to people that are much older than me. Yeah. 
there's just a difference there that I can't really explain. Some people really love that age gap and I don't. And yeah, they yeah, don't that makes either, sense. but we still like we still have sex together. Right. You're <laughs> so. still horny for them, but you didn't feel exactly. that a romantic that totally makes sense. Uh-huh. Yeah. But at first you were open to it and you went down that path on both sides, both of you. Yes. Uh Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah. He fell in love with me. I'm pretty sure he never outright said that, but I'm pretty sure that he got very emotionally attached to me and I didn't to him. And so it it became this whole thing. But now, now it's just completely sexual. We worked through all of that. Do you always see them as a couple or do you sometimes see them separately and solo? I see her separately and solo sometimes. Okay. Yeah. It's mostly just as a couple though. Like it's her maybe every couple of months. Right. And then, but also them as a couple. And what other kinds of things have you done with them? Anything else that we need to talk about before we get onto all your other stuff? <laughs> yeah. So she is really into role play. She really loves this, what's called a corruption kink. Have you ever heard of that? No. Okay, so she loves to play as though she's this like authority figure mm-hmm. and you're this innocent little being and she likes to make you into this like super hypersexual like wanting everything kind of person. So she was really into being like a sexy nun. That was really fun. She sometimes plays as like my stepmom and she'll like show me how to masturbate or something. That sort of feeling of corruption and like, oh, you were innocent and now you're not kind of thing. And also they were both really into, they're they're both really into monster fucking. What Um, do you mean? Like monster size dildos? Like what is, or monsters like as in like a scary monster? Yeah, (laughs) so. <laughs> fantasy dildos but also he will dress up like and they go to the nines like he has this whole costume that looks like it's off of a movie set that's just like him as this like mythical creature I don't even know how to explain it oh my there god I horns. feel like you could cast my next 10 episodes with these fucking people are you serious <laughs> I've never heard of this yeah. Wait, like like the real deal like monsters Yeah, like monsters. That's why I'm on this podcast is because I I saw I listened to almost every episode now in the past like two weeks and I was like, I need to be here. (laughs) I've been into some freaky shit. (laughs) Oh my God. And you know other people that are also, I mean, all you freaky people have found each other. So wait, so he has this outfit and they, and so who are you in that scenario? Like someone getting attacked by the monster? Like, is the monster hot to you? Did you like monster fucking? I don't know. Yeah. So we've tried it a couple of times. It's not so much my thing. It's more her thing. But whenever we did it, I was like the little girl in the woods who didn't know what to do. And she was like, she was this good cop, bad cop kind of thing where she was pretending to help me, but then she would like facilitate him and fucking me. They have so that some was... imagination, this couple. They really do. Yeah. I could see why you've stayed with them for so long. I mean, you could just live out all these crazy fantasies with them. Exactly. Exactly. And they hit the jackpot with you. Yeah, I think so. I like to think so. I'm kind of like the unicorn that never was. (laughs) Yeah, and you're not. And because you actually do have a husband and you are poly oriented, it sort of all works because I think a lot of times there have been, you know, I've heard of problems that some unicorns have if they're like the unicorn is a single woman, you know, there could be Mm -hmm. some issues there that 
are not going to come up with you because you are romantically, you have that husband at home, but now you also have other boyfriends, correct? Do you have any girlfriends too? No, I don't have a girlfriend at the time, unfortunately. (laughs) It's just my boyfriend. We actually met through my husband, they were like longtime friends. Mm -hmm. And I found him on Tinder. And I was like, you know what, I've always thought that he's cute, I might as well go for it. My husband was like, fuck it, I guess you can. He wasn't weirded out by it at all. And so yeah, I did. And now we're just we're in love. And it's going really great. He just got a cat. So I kind of feel like (laughs) we got a cat together. You know what I mean? Oh my Um, goodness. How long you been dating him for? We've been dating for six months. Okay, six months. And now do you have any rules and regulations or do you talk things out a lot with your husband? Like how do you decide or how does you keep everybody happy in that scenario? Because I feel like, like, is it, oh, you and your husband, you make sure you're the primary relationship? I've heard that before, you know, but I've heard stories that have gone awry because eventually it's hard to keep everyone happy in this kind of situation. Yeah, it's definitely hard. It's been a lot of talking. It's been a lot of therapy. My therapist is Polly herself and she's like, all right, let me talk to y'all together. And we go through all of the different feelings of jealousy that we have and things like that. We don't have any major rules other than, you know, like STD testing. That's a big thing for us. Uh But as far as being emotional with other people or being sexual with other people, we both give each other that autonomy, do whatever we want as long as we tell each other. So we're not being super descriptive, but I'm telling him like, oh, okay, I'm fucking this couple this weekend. Like, are you good to watch my son? (laughs) That kind of thing. And he'll be like, oh, okay, I'm going on a date. You know, will you be good to watch watch our son too? Are you okay with that, that kind of thing? We really make time for each other too. Like in the same way that we're dating other people, we're dating each other, which I think a lot of even monogamous married people don't do. Yeah, that's a good yeah. point, actually. I mean, it's more so you really need to make that space in a poly relationship, I think, because you can mm-hmm. get lost with all these other things going on. So I think in that kind of situation, it's very important to say, listen, we're the primary relationship, but then how does that make the other people feel? I don't know. But you're right. In a regular relationship, they forget that they're the primary relationship, even when there's no one else going on. It's the work, it's the kids, it's everything. You could always lose track of that one relationship. So maybe in a weird way, you wind up keeping that primary healthier because you're more focused on it and you feel like you need to more so than the regular couple that's in a vanilla relationship. Absolutely. Yeah. It's definitely a lot of work that we put in with each other. And I think that that work has been what's proven our commitment to each other. Yeah. Now, does he has, has he had any long-term girlfriends or is he still looking for somebody? He's mostly just dated around. He Mm -hmm. doesn't, he hasn't had any like long-term emotional relationships. Uh It's mostly just been sexual with other people. And he dates a lot less than I do. I like to say that he just has more hobbies than I do. So he has less time to date around. (laughs) Oh my God, that's so funny. Or maybe he has no interest. He doesn't have as much of an interest in it. I mean, does he he feel like he's missing out that he doesn't have someone or is he just not in like that interested? 
He's just not that interested. Mm -hmm. He's up for, like, group sex. He's up for, you know, having sex with friends. But as far as actually dating people, you know, he hates the apps. I love them personally, but he hates them. Yeah, so he just, he's he doesn't feel like he's missing out. He's out there, you know, playing soccer and he likes to do. <laughs> Plus, you guys still have group sex, right? Now, you know, what, yes. how many yeah. people you have involved in that whole situation? I mean, do you always have like a, a bunch of people that you also play with? Does he, does he ever come to play with that couple with you? No. So in that couple, the guy is straight. And oh, right, right, right. Bisexual. Yeah, and yeah, so yeah. it just kind of right. ends up being this weird dynamic of like, what happens if we touch? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Crossing and so, um. Yeah, we still fuck other people. We have another couple that we fuck around with a little bit, but that's really, I mean, we've only fucked around in twice in the last year. So we're all open to fucking, especially our friends that I met through OnlyFans. How do you meet people through OnlyFans? You mean just people that you were recruiting in to do videos with became your friends? Yes. Yeah. That and people that you're promoting with, like they'll promote you their OnlyFans page or you'll promote them on yours, that kind of thing. How well did it, because you don't do the OnlyFans now anymore. So I don't know if you want to tell me, but like, did you make good money on there? And if so, like around how much were you making? So I wouldn't say in comparison to like the people that make millions of dollars a month, I didn't make good money. I was (laughs) making about $2,500 $2,500 a month, uh-huh. you know, so it wasn't nothing. But for, you know, working full time, I just didn't feel like that was worth it after a while. It was no. great while I was staying at home with my kid. But once he got old enough, I was like, okay, you need to go to daycare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Is it still up and running where like you still have your fans and the content there? Or did you just take it totally down? I took it totally down. Now yeah. I'm just kind of an exhibitionist on FetLife. I wouldn't say that I'm super popular there, but, you know, every once in a while, I just want to, you know, post nudes to the internet and let random people see. And that's fun to me. Okay, let's get into that. So that's what FetLife is for you. Because I remember that being in the email too, FetLife. I mean, you're on there, not only looking for people, but also just, you know, getting the attention. Yeah. So I just, I love external validation. Uh Gonna be totally open about that. And so I love FetLife. I love getting, you know, I'll post one thing, I'll get like 30 likes, but then I'll get, you know, 50, 60, 70, 100 messages from that of people just wanting to be gross with me. It's mostly (laughs) a lot of perverted messages, but some of them are from guys who are like, actually really cute and they're really respectful yeah uh yeah i'm i'm actually really excited because i think i found a sub from fetlife and so that'll be really fun to explore because i've mostly been a sub in my sexual experience and so yeah now i kind of get to explore humiliating and man that i kind of dislike it's really fun (laughs) Yeah, you've mentioned that before when you did it on your OnlyFans, you did like it. Mm-hmm. I've talked to the guys. I've talked to a lot of guys who are on the receiving end of that, mm-hmm. which I always found interesting. I even talked to somebody recently who told told me all about this whole thing. I don't know if you humiliated anyone in this way, but it's all about money. Like they just they love to be for some girl to just take all their fucking cash. I was like, are you kidding me? Yeah, with the OnlyFans, like yeah. men would be my human ATM. I'd be like, give me $50 and they just would cash app it to me and I'd be like, okay, cool. I don't have to yeah, do that's anything a thing. in return. Yeah, that's a thing. Yeah, they loved it. 
they Isn't loved crazy? it. I would feel guilty about it, but they loved it. It was awesome. Yeah, um, I never heard of that, but that's apparently a thing. And like, let me tell mm-hmm. you that the one guy that told me about this, he was like, "Yeah, I have this one girl, I've sent her hundreds of thousands of dollars." I'm like, "Can I just see a pic of her?" You know, this was all on the DL. I don't announce any of this stuff. He sent me a pic of her, and I'm like, "Oh my god, she was like a ten point of." Five thousand, and I was like, she is probably <laughs> making millions of dollars doing this. She got into like this place where she's like, here I am, this fucking hottest shit girl, and you know, she found these guys that just like to have their money taken from them, and she takes it. Yeah, yeah. I didn't do too much findom, like financial domination. Oh, is that what that is? Doing... Yeah. So it's called findom. It's financial. Dom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not findom. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. I did that. I had a couple of whales who were pretty great. Um, and whales are like the guys who will give you a bunch of money. Yes. Um, but, you know, I wasn't getting, you know, more than a thousand dollars here and there. Yeah. So I didn't really focus on that. What I did mostly was fetish work. And that's actually pretty interesting because it was like really niche fetishes. Yeah. Have you ever heard of sploshing? No, I've heard of a lot of things, but not splashing. What's that? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So it's like a wet and messy kind of thing. I'm a bit of a bigger girl. You uh-huh. know, I'm not technically BBW in the porn world. I'm not straight size. Yeah, yeah. And so one of the things that I would do was play around with food and, you know, you squish food all over yourself and all of that kind of stuff. And then I eventually got into slime porn which sounds weird but I like to say (laughs) this guy that would pay me like four or five hundred dollars for these custom videos he was just I like to say that he had some sort of childhood trauma surrounding Nickelodeon slime shows (laughs) (laughs) yeah probably (laughs) that's what he wanted he wanted the bright green slime just poured over me wasn't even sexual like I didn't have to masturbate or anything I didn't have to fuck in those videos. Were you naked? It was just, yeah, okay. I was naked or or I would strip, you know, during the video. But yeah. it was mostly just about that that feeling on me. And I think that he also liked the humiliation aspect of it, of me being like grossed out by this stuff. So I didn't even have to fake enjoying it. It was great. <laughs> That is <laughs> it was so good money. Fun. But you so but on some level you did enjoy the humiliation aspect because you're looking now to be a dom. So you're obviously a little bit of a switch. You like both. Yeah, I do. I mm-hmm. love both. I'm not sure that I'm into the grosser parts of humiliation. Like yeah. some people, they want you to make them lick a toilet, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. they love that gross shit. Yeah. I am not a fan of that myself. I will make somebody else do that. And yeah. I'm really happy about it. Like you're so desperate for my attention that you will do this. But I don't want to do that. I'm more into like being told I'm a dirty slut or, you know, being being verbally degraded, but I don't really like all of the the slime, the gross the physical dirtiness. Stuff. Exactly. Yeah. But your little sub that you found on Fet Life that you might be meeting, that you feel like you might get into some humiliation with him, like what would you what what would you want to be doing with that person? Oh my god, he's into so much stuff. He's into piss play, he is into cross dressing. Actually, I'm not 100% sure if he is, but I plan on finding out, if you know what I mean. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. So he's kind of into the gross stuff to the point where it's like, oh, you're this desperate. You really want my attention this much that you're willing to do all of this gross shit. Okay, I'm going to make you do it. And you like Um, that. That gets you off though, right? Yeah, absolutely. And your husband, is he dead? Like, does he have anything like, you know what? You can't fucking do this. This is where I draw the line. There's none of those with you guys, right? No, not. Not whenever it comes to other people. I think he would be really surprised with some of the things would do. They're not (laughs) things that I have done. But (laughs) with him, we've played around a little bit with me being a dom to him. Usually it's the other way around. But I mean, I really love like gentle kind of domination with him and so i think he's gonna be surprised hearing this episode (laughs) oh my god that's so funny yeah because that's because you guys don't like you said as much as you might have a little bit of cuck in you guys you're not really getting off a lot on the details of your guys experience with other people correct No, it's just kind of, you know, seeing me giddy talking to somebody or hearing about his great date or he'll come home from a date and he's so horny, like he can't stop, like, especially first dates for him. Oh my God, he'll come back home and he'll be like, we didn't fuck, but I really want to. Let me just like bend you over and take you. And it's so hot. Right. It's like kind of like so they it's like he had his fluffer and then he comes home and takes care of you. <laughs> yeah. What about your orgy parties? Did you go to orgy parties with that through Facebook? Yeah, so I actually I was in the orgy party group chats. I helped plan them, but I had never met anyone, so I actually drove like an hour to this orgy and I pussied out last minute. Like I got there and I was like I can't do this. And so then I met about half of them individually and I would love to do it again I want to organize it but I haven't yet it's kind of one of those things where it's like I have a kid and yeah, <laughs> I don't it's know a lot of it's a lot time. of work yeah it is it is to put together I mean you know and does your husband I'm assuming your husband would be a part of that because he enjoys the group sex experience or do you do oh, that alone absolutely no he would love to be a part of that right yeah Can I ask you a question? How did you find a therapist that was Polly? I mean, did she put that in her bio or did that happen? Like, cause you explained it or was it like a sex therapist that you went to or, and did you go? And my last question, did you go because you guys became Polly or were you just going for regular reasons? I don't know. My therapist at first, I had a different therapist and she, I told her about the poly thing and she was like, I am overwhelmed. I don't know anything about this. And so she referred me to another therapist who does all of these talks and, and presentations about poly, about ethical non-monogamy, about kink. Oh, that's great. Yeah. She's awesome. Like I'm going to get her on your show because she would be so interesting for you to talk to. Yeah, for Uh, sure. I think a lot, she could give out a lot of really good information mm -hmm. and advice to my listeners who are looking into these kinds of lifestyles for sure. Because for me, it's always, like I said, like when it gets to the poly thing, it's so hard for me to understand because I'm like one of those people that overthinks everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you know, and so I always see like, oh my God, this could happen and that could happen. And so I could see 
10,000 terrible things happening with one person, let alone five, you know? And it's like, so you have this one person and I think the biggest fear is maybe losing that person. And then when you add people into the mix, it just increases all of that kind of stuff. I guess that's just, that's me. You know, that's my projection. Mm -hmm. You obviously are a different person why are totally different and you don't, you're cool with it and down with it, which I find fascinating, you know, because I think a lot of people are a little bit more like me where they feel like you're just increasing your chances of so many things to go wrong. I don't know. It's hard for me to wrap my head around it and how it works. It's just so, it seems so confusing. Yeah. So for us, it's like, okay, you're fucking all of these people and you still choose to be with me. You're in love with this other person and you still choose to have me in your life and to have me as your primary partner. And that's sort of seen as like an honor to us more than like a point for jealousy. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, But like when it comes to holidays and stuff, are you getting that, you know, your boyfriend, this gifts and your husband, I'm assuming. I mean, is there any meeting family members or the other relationships? Not yet. My relationship with my boyfriend is still pretty new. Mm -hmm. And so even if we were monogamous, I don't know if we would, if I would introduce him to my family yet. But that's definitely something that's come up before, especially whenever it comes to my kid is like, how involved do you want to be with his life? Because that's going to determine how involved you're going to be with my family's life. And so far, that is pretty minimal contact. So I I don't know if we'll have that level of kind of like intertwinement, I guess. And now your boyfriend, does he have anyone else on the side? No, he doesn't. He doesn't. I'm one and only. Now, how would you feel if he goes out and gets, you know, another girlfriend? Would that be a problem for you? No, I think he should. (laughs) (laughs) I knew that was the answer. (laughs) I think he should. He needs more pussy in his life. He really does. He doesn't realize it, but... Oh my God, that's so funny. Because you're like, I need more pussy in my life. So how could you? You must too. I mean, that's your projection. (laughs) Exactly. It's funny because your guy doesn't really need so much. I mean, you're like you, it seems like you're, you're more of the person that wants it, you know, when you tend to attract these guys that are just like happy with you. Yeah. Yeah. I am definitely the more sexual person in most of my relationships. Right. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you have that, you still have that, you have some couples that you play with your husband too, right? Does he see Mm -hmm. any solo guys? No, he doesn't. He doesn't. Does he have that desire because he feels like he's bisexual and I'm assuming he's never had a romantic relationship with a guy. Does he have that desire to eventually experience that? I think that he wants to eventually. I would have to maybe later I can bring him on with me or something and yeah. we can talk about that because I can't really speak for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think I think he wants to. It's just one of those times in our lives where everything is so busy. Yeah. Everything is so busy all the time. And yeah, well, so- we hear your baby in the background. I mean, you have a two and a half year old. Like I said, when I was, you know, you're doing your OnlyFans in the first couple of years. And now you have all these, you know, all these relationships. Plus, you have a kid and you do, like you said, you have this new full time job. And, you know, there's people have you have a real life on top of all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. And plus an mm-hmm. extra relationship and couples to tend to and group sex. I mean, it's a lot going on. Yeah. Yeah. It is a lot. I think that it helps that most of our, like the group sex that we have is, is definitely like beneficial for the both of us. 
And then really after that, I just have my boyfriend and he helps a lot with family stuff. But as family stuff being like helping us prepare for hosting Christmas or something like that. But oh, he's really? not so much. Yeah. So he's been at my house doing a lot of manual labor. It's pretty great for me. Oh, my God. And great for your <laughs> husband, too, because he doesn't have to fucking do it. Does he is he exactly. like, you know, good friends with that guy? I forgot yeah. That. Yeah. They're good friends. They're good friends. They've been friends for longer than I've been with that guy. Oh, interesting. So they're t- they were friends before. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god! It's so see, this is a, it is very confusing. But he comes over. He helps out. No, it's okay. Don't worry. Don't apologize. It's gonna be a great fucking episode. So wait, have you ever had like? Do you do solo sleepovers or anything like that ever? Yeah. So we don't really host so much just because our our kid is here. But yeah. I will go out. My husband will too with the other couple that we play with. But it's mostly me. About once a month, I'll go and I'll spend the night with my boyfriend, and we'll just kind of do whatever we want for a whole, you know, 24, 36 hours. Just have the great time. Now, do does anyone in your vanilla life, like your girlfriends from high school or college, like do any of those people know about this whole lifestyle that you're leading, living? Oh, no. 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 Most of my like vanilla friends have no idea. And I, I love that. I love that nobody really knows about it, that I have this like dirty little secret that I'm hiding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, whenever it comes to my boyfriend, whenever I think that we're going to be more of like a much more serious kind of relationship, I think I'm going to introduce him to my friends and family, but that's not where we're at yet. Yeah. But sexually, especially whenever it comes to these threesomes that we're having, these foursomes, like I love that I have this dirty little secret. Just makes it hotter to you kind of because it's like real naughty, naughtier because it's a kind of undercover. Exactly. Yeah, that stuff is sometimes hotter just for that that reason alone. Mm-hmm. You know, that you would... And nobody ever found... And I guess that's a good thing about OnlyFans. Unless someone knows of it, they're not just... It's not just going to pop up on their phone. It's not like YouTube videos or something. I mean, nobody ever found out that you were doing OnlyFans either. Yeah, no. So luckily, I avoided some of... And this probably cost me a bit of money, but I avoided some of the promoting apps that a lot of people use, like Reddit or TikTok, where people will make like viral videos or something, and then Mm -hmm. it goes out to everybody. I, I avoided that. So luckily, nobody knows. My mom has kind of keyed into it a little bit. Not so much the OnlyFans, but the kink life. There was this one time that... That I went over to her house to do my hair and in my like dye box I had this big thing of baby powder and I was like oh I've been looking for that and she's like what for and I was like latex <laughs> oh my god you're so funny you could have you told her oh dry shampoo you know at work there's so many other things you could have said that baby powder was for she them didn't latex believe me we had an <laughs> argument about it we had an argument about it until I told her that and then she was like oh I didn't want to hear that <laughs> oh my god that's hilarious but she wouldn't accept all the other answers no she knew that I was bullshitting her Oh my God, hilarious. And so you're using your, your baby powder for latex. That's what people use it for nowadays. Like I said, I could have thought of a million other things to say that I was using that for. <laughs> but your mom was okay. I mean, she was just like, a, she just swept it under the rug. Yeah, she was just like, okay, I don't want to hear about that anymore. I'm going to let you do you. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Spend the next 10 minutes telling, telling me some like of your hottest stories or whatever you think would be interesting to hear. Yeah. So I think one of my hottest stories would be whenever I was topped by 
both of this couple, this older couple that I was with, they tied me down and the woman was basically, it was a good cop, bad cop. And so the woman was the bad cop and the man was the good cop. And they went back and forth kind of like pleasuring me and then spanking and hitting me and flogging me. It was amazing. That train, that was the one with the train, right? Yes. Yeah. They tied me down. They played with the electric, electric wand. And so she ate me out again. It was really amazing. We were actually in a room. And so her other partner was there. We were at her house and he heard and he commented later on it. He was like so happy about it. Yeah, that was, was the one that you fun. had taught. That was the one that you talked about before, right? With the train and all that stuff. That was like the hottest one with that couple, right? Yes. Yeah, cool. So listen, Naomi, thank you so much for calling in. You know, all you young girls must must all watch the Kardashians because you all fucking sound the same. And I love, <laughs> I have to say, I get why you guys all talk because I kind of like it. I like the cadence, the voice. Like you sound so much like this other girl that called in. And I'm like, it's because they all watch Keeping Up With The Kardashians, right? I'm sure you watch that show, right? And you all talk I'm, like her. Yeah, I've never thought about talking like her, but I have seen the show. You can't help it. You all talk the same way, but I actually like it and I get why you guys, because I listen, it's not just the two people that I'm on my show. I know people you're around your age that watch it and you all sort of have the same cadence as her and talk. It's kind of uh-huh. interesting to me, but I like it. It sounds good. You know, I am going to change your voice a little bit for this episode. You already sent me in pics. Thank you so much. So if people want to see hot, uh-huh. sexy pics of Naomi, go to my Patreon. But Naomi, thank you so much for calling yeah. in. Thank you for having me. This is so much fun. Yeah, wait till you hear it. Let me know what you think. And thanks again for calling in. Thank you. Thanks. Bye. Hey, everyone. Thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode. If you want to follow the show, follow me at Strict Anonymous on Instagram or Twitter. That's at Strict Anonymous. If you are on YouTube, make sure to subscribe. I love YouTube as a platform for my show because people comment there and I try to reply back to every single person who posts a comment. So even if you're not listening on YouTube and you want to talk about the show, go to my YouTube channel, subscribe, like, and share my videos. It's Strictly Anonymous Podcast. If you want to sign up for my Patreon, on my Patreon, you are not only supporting my show, but you will get these episodes early, ad-free, and you get to see anonymous pics of my guests. Most of the girls send in anonymous pics and some of the guys send in anonymous pics. So if you want to see anonymous pics of my guests as well as support my show and get these episodes early and ad-free, sign up for my Patreon, patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. That's patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. The link is also in the description below. Thanks so much for listening. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. Strictly Anonymous.